Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Ainsley Earhart. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Katie Pavlich. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, June 30th, 2022. I'm Eben Brown. In making war against Ukraine, Russia seems to get exactly what it didn't ever want to see happen. Sweden and Finland are now part of NATO, and they bring a lot of firepower to the alliance. So they are capable allies. So this is not a case of bringing in countries that are weak or small uh, or unwilling to do their share. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you, it's the nation's largest home services Marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Vladimir Putin's reasons for invading neighboring Ukraine have shifted between ridding Ukraine of Nazis, an excuse most of the world agrees is contrived, and to prevent what he calls an encroachment by NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, into what Putin long believes is Russia's domain of Eastern Europe and Northern Asia, which is why today's welcoming into NATO of Finland and Sweden, both historically neutral in world conflicts, is what most who work in foreign affairs are saying is Putin's major fail. Congratulations, Vladimir Putin. You produced the unthinkable and exactly what you didn't want. Ambassador Kurt Volker is a distinguished fellow at the Center for European Analysis. He's also formerly the U.S. representative to both Ukraine and NATO, and he agrees this is bad for Putin and very good for NATO and eventually to Ukraine's benefit. A country like Sweden that has been a non-aligned country with a view towards neutrality and war for 200 years has come to the conclusion that it's not safe anymore. 
Now, if Vladimir Putin is running around Ukraine, killing civilians, killing children, raping women, taking territory, and threatening to do it elsewhere too, comparing himself to Peter the Great, who, by the way, defeated Sweden in order to take the Baltic states and Finland, um, this is something where the Swedes have said it's simply not safe anymore. We have to join NATO. Finn said the same thing. Uh, so this this is really a game changer in Europe because whereas you had for the decades of the Cold War kind of a standoff of uh, the West was NATO and the East was the Warsaw Pact controlled by the Soviet Union. And you had several countries that were neutral countries didn't want to be part of this Cold War standoff. That is all gone. All you have now is an aggressor in Europe, which is Putin, threatening to take other people's territory and kill them if they don't give it up. And everybody else who wants to be safe and live in a democracy and have law and order and some prosperity. And so uh, I think it is terrific for Sweden and Finland that they will share in the security of the rest of Europe. I think it's terrific for NATO because they are strong, capable countries with great militaries, great air forces. And I think it is also a signal about the future, because if Sweden and Finland are telling you it's not safe to be neutral, well, we can't hardly expect uh, Ukraine or Georgia or Moldova to say, oh, but it's okay for us. <laughs> so everybody is going to have to eventually get into NATO, and we are going to end up a lot closer to a Europe whole free and at peace, as uh, President George H.W. Bush uh, set us on, on a path for. Uh, one of the uh, big concerns, I think, of taking on two more members of NATO is the uh, is the Article 5 uh, protection clauses that if one is attacked, all do respond. Um, some have uh, made the argument that NATO is sort of imbalanced this way, that not everyone has these defensive capabilities that obviously the big players have, the United States, uh, England, France, and the like. Um, what What is the readiness of, of these two nations? Are, are they ready to play essentially in the big leagues here when it comes to their national and then the eventual collective defense? They are, uh, more so than some of our current allies. Uh, they have uh, long military traditions. They, Because they were neutral, they ended up putting a bit more money into their armed forces over years than some others did. Uh, they, as I said, they have good air forces. The, the Finns have F-35s. Um, the Swedes make their own fighter aircraft, the Gripen. They've got good navies as well. Uh, so they are capable allies. So this is not a case of bringing in countries that are weak, or small, uh, or unwilling to do their share. And just you know, to remind as well, the Swedes were with us in Bosnia, and uh, so were the Finns. They were in Kosovo, they're in Afghanistan. Uh, so they have been contributing to things all along as well, too. It, it is not that they are, are coming in just as recipients of security. And I would add that it helps us with one particular problem that NATO has had for some time, which is the Baltic states, which are members of NATO, and they are small and they do depend upon others for their security, uh, were kind of up there on their own. Three tiny little countries nestled up against the Russian border. Now they are part of a region where everybody is a member of NATO. And this uh, puts them in a far better position, more defensibility for the Baltic states. And it goes hand in hand with another decision that took place at the NATO summit, which was to increase the number of high readiness forces that NATO has up to about 300,000. 
up from 40,000 now. That's a major increase and a, and a huge financial commitment by NATO countries to bring their forces up to that level of readiness. And this again is intended to show to Russia that they can't do it to NATO countries, any of them, what they are doing to Ukraine. The cost uh, of doing this, as, as you just mentioned, it's a cost uh, that's being shared. Uh, and uh, some of the NATO member uh, states are now agreeing to increase their contributions of, of defense from what used to just be uh, 2% of their GDP to now, I guess, it's 2.5% uh, of their GDP. Um, the previous administration, the Trump administration, had made a very big argument and was and sometimes derided for saying we're going to make the other members of NATO start paying their fair share, which is a, a term right. of paying paying one's fair share is a nice political term we have in this country. But um, whereas the United States have been paying above GDP and other countries had been paying below below or paying none. And uh, there was some, uh, you know, tense moments, I guess. We saw a lot of photographs of uh, of Angela Merkel and Donald Trump staring each other, you know, staring at each other over this uh, topic. But uh, but ultimately, member stations, uh, member nations of NATO started paying a bit more did did, did this help in, in this regard or we sort of financially so, you know kind of nil here yeah so uh, he, what president trump was able to do was to pressure countries into spending more in part because he was calling into question the u.s willingness to continue to do our part if they didn't start doing it and they didn't like it uh, they took it as insulting. They took it as threatening to break our treaty commitments. But they did begin to spend more, li living up to commitments that they made many times over. <laughs> you know yeah. that um, it was it was President Obama in 2014 at the Wales summit got everybody to recommit. They had already committed, and he got them to recommit to spending 2% of GDP on defense. And of course, they still weren't doing it. And so this is why President Trump made such a big deal about it. What's happened now is Vladimir Putin has scared the daylights out of everybody. And the Germans, remarkably enough, agreed to spend an extra $100 billion over the next five years to get their level of spending up to 2% of GDP. Uh, of course, you know, a promise now is not the same as action over the next five years, but uh, the Germans seem serious this time. You've been listening to Ambassador Kurt Volker, the former U.S. representative to NATO and Ukraine, here on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. We'll have more with Ambassador Volker straight ahead. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Let's talk about the other half of the world for a moment. Uh, NATO, obviously born out of uh, the alliances of World War II and the, 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 the confronting of a, of a Soviet threat. Uh, China is a threat. China has now been included in a strategic concept for NATO for the first time. Uh, again, when we think of NATO, we think of Europe. We don't think of, of the far end of Asia. So why is China now something that NATO needs to concern itself with? Well, because China is a threat. 
<laughs> and so, and and threats are global in nature. Uh, what what has been the case uh, is that NATO serves as both a military alliance where you commit to collective defense if you're attacked, but it also serves as a forum for consultations about security challenges that we all face, and it deals not only with conventional military threats, but uh, new age type threats like cyber attacks, for instance. So by including China in the strategic concept, what NATO was basically saying is we all recognize that we are facing some common threats from China now. Um, cyber attacks, uh, potential you know, security concerns with 5G technology, uh, Chinese companies taking over critical infrastructure through their Belt and Road program of investments, even just unfair uh, practices in the global economy that are hurting all of our economies. So NATO was recognizing this and they commit to talk about it. And at this NATO summit in Madrid, you didn't only have the NATO allies there. You also had the leaders of Australia, Japan, South Korea, New Zealand, uh, so that you are giving some uh, reality to this conversation about security needs in Asia as well. Now, I don't believe that this means that NATO will take on military operations or roles or exercises in Asia in any substantial way. Uh, but at least NATO allies are recognizing the threat and talking about it. We talk about, again, NATO is an alliance. Um, and one has to wonder, is there is, does Russia stand alone? Does China stand alone? Or do they begin to form their own sort of alliance as well? If we Again, if we draw World War II parallel, uh, we think of the Axis powers. You know, we had Germany and we had uh, uh, we had Italy. Um, do they begin to work together at some point against us, against NATO, uh, or is well, it not in their interest the, to do that? Yeah, the problem that each of them has is that all of their neighbors are terrified of them. <laughs> they they've been invaded or threatened or had their territory taken by them so many times that they they have no natural friends or allies. Uh, in the case of Russia, that that is literally true. Uh, in the case of China, you have countries in East Asia that are truly worried about Chinese ambitions and territorial uh, ambitions, the, the whole South China Sea territorial claims, the building and militarization of these islands there, claiming territory that belongs to the Philippines or Vietnam, so or Japan. Uh, so this this is you know no natural allies for these countries there. Now whatever one is asking about is, are they going to work together? Is it like a new, um, you know, duo of evil? <laughs> and uh, and uh, honestly, I don't see it. Uh, I think the Chinese are uh, more patient. They're more strategic. They see themselves as a rising power. They want to see uh, international law upheld so you don't attack a sovereign state uh, that's a member of the United Nations. They, they want to differentiate their desire to take over Taiwan from Russia's actions in Ukraine. And I think they even look down their noses at uh, the Russians in the sense that they're destroying what they claim to want to take. So what's the point of destroying Ukraine uh, if you're trying to take it over? You know, and if they think about Taiwan, they want a rich Taiwan to be reabsorbed into the rest of China. Uh, very different philosophy there. So I think they are deliberately keeping a bit of distance from the Russians on this, and that will continue. Ambassador Kurt Volker, former ambassador to NATO, former U.S. Special Representative for Ukraine, and also Distinguished Fellow for the Center for European Policy Analysis. Thank you so much once again for being with us on the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. 
All right, Evan, thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox.